All right, troops. Bienvenue. Welcome. To. The Ride the World's podcast. Episode. One. 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 Just one. Just one. Not one, one, one. Just one. Very first one. The very first one. Do we know what we're going to do? Yeah. Good. Because it sounds really echoey in my ears right now. Oh. Maybe it's just me. Let's try again. No, that sounds all right now. Right. Yeah. Uh, episode one, Ride the World's podcast with Alan Anderson and... Charlene Jones. Okay, I am going to hit record on Proper this. Voice. Uh Right, we're recording. Hello. Hello, Alan. Hello, Charlene. Um, uh, we are sat in your kitchen. Why? Well, because you said that your house was a tip, so <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> yeah, my house is an absolute tip, but it won't, it won't be by Friday because uh, because I've got a date coming round for dinner on Friday, so I'm going to have to tidy it up. <gasps> wait, we're wait, not wait. talking about that today. <laughs> um, right, uh, but, but really, why are we here? What are we doing? Yeah, so we are recording the podcast that is going to be bringing to you all the information for the World Championships, riders, uh, we're going to have some special guests on, and just telling you a little bit about what's coming to Glasgow. Glasgow. Cycling is this, yes. Cycling. Uh-huh. What kind of cycling? All different disciplines. So what have we got? Oh gosh, let's find out. Yeah, so um, for the first time ever, the Cycling World Championships are all being held in the one place at the one time. And there's going to be 13 different disciplines having um, their World Championships within 13 days, I think it is, in August in 2023 in Glasgow and around Scotland. That's this year. That is this year. I can't actually believe that the World Championships are coming to Glasgow. I've said this so many times to people and people are like, all right, that's cool. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand like all the most amazing cyclists in the world, all the best cyclists in the world, apart from like two disciplines, are going to be in Scotland at the same time. Uh, And it's only four and a half months away and... (sighs) Nobody knows yet, right? <laughs> yeah, they've got all this stuff out, but your pals and my pals, people who like triathlon, people who like cycling, they're like, oh, I, but they, they, they just, no one's got any idea just how big it's going to be. Everyone looks back to like 2014 in the Comic Games and they think that was big. Mm-hmm. But this is just a different level, isn't it? I mean, you're going to, if you drive a car, if you see someone cycling in August, you're going to have to just pull to the side of the road. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, just be aware. If someone is in uh, a country colour or any kind of like sporting national colour, you're just going to have to make way, guys. Absolutely. (laughs) I I went over to Australia in September for the road cycling world championships which were in Wollongong in New South Wales. And... I've been I've been to the Tour de France. I've been to Giro d'Italia. I've um, I do I do the commentary for the Tour of Britain, the Women's Tour, and all these kind of things. But I've never experienced anything like Australia and just the sheer number of riders on the roads. And I don't mean the actual guys who are and girls who are competing. I mean just the sheer volume of folk out riding their bike, hoping to ride alongside. Yeah. The mega stars who were competing, right? All these middle-aged men and women in Lycra going up and down the seafront in Wollongong trying to catch a glimpse of Woot Van Aert, uh, trying to catch a glimpse of Julien Alaphilippe, of uh, whoever it was. It was absolutely phenomenal. And, and 
come August, we're going to get not just all those road stars, not just the guys from the Tour de France. Uh, we're going to get all the BMXers, all the mountain bikers. Uh, track. Track, yeah. Track. Got, like, like your pal Katie and oh. everyone else who's going to be um, in Glasgow trying to compete at the same time. There's going to be over 200 world championships jerseys to say a rainbow band jersey do you think most people know what that is right so that is important right if you are in a car (laughs) (laughs) and you see but actually they sell them as well i do they do but you know don't take any chances like this this august if you see a white jersey with rainbow bands around kind of the chest middle mid back area yeah Ah. Pull over. So, (laughs) get your camera ready. Cycling's a bit weird um, in in that respect, right? So, if you win the World Cup in football or in rugby or in cricket, um, when you still go out and play your sport, you're still wearing your national colours doing it for the the next year or the next four years, whatever it is. Um, But your your country's kit will get like a wee star on top of it to show that you've won a World Cup, just, just above your emblem. But in cycling, if you win a World Championship, then for the next year, you don't wear your national colours, you don't wear your team colours, you wear the white jersey with the rainbow band so that everyone goes, wow, there's the world champion. It's, it's a great bit of, look at me. Yeah. I, um, I, I mean, it, I've, I've never had the rainbow <laughs> jersey. However, it, it, it's such a, it must be such an honour to have it, but also like it's, you know, like a big kind of, red arrow pointing at you in every race so you you tend to see in the races after that in that season that rider is always going to be marked because they're the best rider in the world mm-hmm. so if it's like a bunch race or you know everyone's kind of racing at the same time against this person you know you're going to be marked but you know you're the the best rider in the world for a reason so mm-hmm. all right so it's not just going to be well. on the road it's going to, going to be everything so what have we actually got coming here in um in, in August, there's 13 different disciplines. Uh, let's start off with the, the one. What are you looking forward to the most? <laughs> Track cycling, obviously. Um, Why obviously? Obviously. Well, this might be a good time to do my introduction. Right. So, I'm Charlene Jones, previously known as Charlene Joyner as a rider. And I used to ride the velodrome the track. So I've been to two Commonwealth Games, Delhi Commonwealth Games and Glasgow Commonwealth Games. I got a silver medal in Delhi in the team sprint and then changed to endurance after that. And uh, Was it silver? I've always I've been saying to people the past few weeks that you got a bronze. Was uh, it silver? Silver. Oh, look at you. <laughs> Who beat you? Oh, Absolutely. Australians, was it? Idol. Was it Anna Mears and Carly McCulloch? Yeah. Right, okay. Oh, maybe we should try and get Carly McCulloch on. I'm writing that down. Right, Carly and Anna. Right. Right. This is like the Kylie and Danny of Australian sport, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay, so did that and then did a little bit of road as well um, on the national level um, kind of circuit and did lots of six-day events, international events, trained with the Great Britain cycling team for the track um, in both sprinting and endurance. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of my intro. Now, now I'm 
no longer racing, raced up until the end of 2016 and now dabbling in a little bit of commentary. Um, All the track events since in Glasgow since 2018 European Championships I've been involved in and I love that I can still see and be part of that world without having to put the effort in on the bike. <laughs> you, you had my favourite job, though. Uh, I was absolutely raging that you got this job. What? Do you remember the ill-fated women's tour of Scotland? Oh, my gosh. You had the best job at that. I didn't what, know when what was that? I was doing. 2018, 2019? 2019. 2019. Women's tour, tour of Scotland. Uh-huh. Yeah. What was your job? Forward announcer in the car. In the car, how so good. The car that is a, the forward announcer. The, that car is like ahead of the the peloton, the racing peloton on the road, and you're basically like <laughs> it was it was awful though because the weather was so bad that there was hardly anyone on the roads. Um, but you're basically relaying information onto like the crowds and like the um, officials that are at the sides of the road and helping the lead driver and trying to get splits where the the bunch behind you are. I mean, I'd never done it before. They were like, do you want to do this? I was like, yeah, Alan. I was like, how did I do this? You're like, I'm not telling you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had done it the previous year for the European Championships and there was nothing. It was, it was probably the best day of my life because we were sat. I heard Graham, you. Graham, you heard me the whole yeah. Glasgow heard me that day. Yeah. Um, we had uh, Graham was driving me, and literally five meters behind us, driving at sixty mile an hour up Buchanan Street in the rain That's where was a police you. Range Rover. <laughs> um, filled with machine guns in it right <laughs> and we just had to zoom 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 uh, and then every every 500 meters or so Graham would stop at a corner and we'd go this is what's happening in the race but also <laughs> what was great was uh, we kind of we, we, we hijacked the, the the microphone and plugged in my iPad and we had this wee soundboard cue so we're going along uh, playing like GBX bits and pieces dun 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 right and all so these good. mad tunes in the pissing wet rain yeah. in Glasgow um, with uh, all these amazing bike riders behind us. Didn't get to see any of the race, right? No. We just zoomed around the city for about six hours, uh, desperate for a pee, uh, but telling <laughs> yeah. everybody what was happening in the race, listening to race radio and things like that. Anyway, so... Uh, You're so, intro, Alan. I. Me? Are you? Who am I? Uh, I'm a, I think the best way to put it is I'm a gobshite who's never been any good. Um, but uh, I'm a total geek when it comes... A geek. When fan. It comes, fan, yeah. Fan. fan when it comes to triathlon and then when it comes to uh, road racing in particular. Uh, my ex-wife used to say that in July there was an Allen-shaped dent in the couch <laughs> because all I did was just lie and watch the Tour de France. Um, <laughs> and I got offered way, way, way back. My, my Glasgow Triathlon Club used to run or organise the triathlons at Strathclyde Park and way back in around about 2007, 2008, I turned up as a volunteer to marshal at the race. And Bob, the club president, pissing wet down with rain. Uh, Bob went, Alan, I've got a job for you. You can either hold this mic and talk for six hours or you can stand at the very end of the run course with a yellow bib on and point people right, 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 right. And I went, did I stay dry if I have the microphone? He went, aye. <laughs> and that's where it started. Um, just he knew I could talk and I just talked. And from there, I just kept on doing triathlons, ended up doing some stuff um, for the Channel 4 races that were on. And then 
uh, Commonwealth Games. Um, and that's kind of, that's where I feel like we got to know each other. Uh-huh. Aye, aye. Uh, 20, 2013, doing yeah. the British Champs in Glasgow. Yes. Commonwealth Games, doing the triathlons at Strathy Park. Um, doing, I think I did more medal ceremonies than anybody else as well, because I did the first and the last medal ceremonies of the Games. Oh, uh, at Glasgow. At Glasgow, aye. And, uh, and then from there... Just cyclocross, 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 <laughs> cyclocross. Yeah, mud and snow and Oh, and wet. cyclocross. We can we can go into cyclocross. That's not going to be in Glasgow because that's already been. It has already been. It was uh, a few weeks ago at Hoogerhide in uh, the Low Countries. But what's great about that is uh, we recorded last week, we recorded an interview with Cameron Mason, who was in the top 10 in the World Championships in cyclocross. Um, he's Scottish. He's Scottish. He's, aye, he's, he's, he's for the East Coast, though. But like you, um, <laughs> he's the reigning British champion, and he was the highest placed Brit in the World Championships, male Brit in the World Championships elite that I believe there's ever been. I've looked through the records and I can't see any other male who's had a higher placing than ninth. Someone is going to go onto social media yeah. when they hear this and tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> and that's the kind of thing we want. That's great. We're going to get stuff wrong. Yeah. Right. We're going to have an opinion, and <laughs> and you guys are going to go eh, no, but we want you to tell us yeah what you think, and we also want you to we've got this uh, interview with Cameron, and that's going to be on our next episode. We'll, we'll play a little five minutes um, at the end of this episode from it, but uh, we want you guys to tell us who you want us to interview over the course of the next few months because. Charlene knows all about the track. I know a ton about the road. I know a good bit about things like Grand Fondos. And um, I know nothing about paracycling. Para I've track. got a few connections. Right. Um, yeah. So we'll, get, we'll see if we can get some uh-huh. amazing para-athletes on the, on the podcast. Uh-huh. So we're going yeah. to we're gonna have to learn things as we're going along, yeah. right? BMX. I've been to the BMX at Knightswood. It's amazing, right? The venue right. is fantastic. Sorry, I need to... I feel like if I wasn't a track rider, I'd be a BMX rider. Why? Because it's so thrilling and fast. It's fast. Like well, it's, you're a sprinter, so you've got legs. Yeah, and just the they need power. And you've got to be, I think you've got to be a wee bit crazy to, to ride BMX. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crashes. Oh, wait a minute, right. So you're saying BMX is crazy. Let's, yeah. let's, let's take it up a level. Then there's trials. The freestyle, yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I mean. No, no, not that. No, not that you're not that, that I mean, <laughs> I mean, like here in Glasgow, we've got the best trials rider in the entire world. Yes. Who used to live just in the road from <gasps> where we are sat right now in Mr. McCaskill, right? Oh, let's try and get Danny on. I think that's a great idea, right? So we're going to have to pull <laughs> strings, get Danny on, right? She's writing it down. I'm writing get it down. Danny on, right? This is good because we're saying it now. Yes. And that means we're going to have to do it, right? Um, so the kind of stuff that Danny does, obviously, in, in his Red Bull videos is immense, but it's not a competitive thing. So the next level you've got yeah. is the downhill mountain bike. Oh, no. No, I can't do <laughs> No. No? No. Can you ski? Yeah. Right. Have you skied at Fort William? No. No. What? You can ski at Fort William? Oh, wait. Shut no, okay, up. Wait. No, no. I've been to Glen East. Glen East. Glen East. Is that not Glen She? Glen She. Glen East. It's a good name for a place. I, People are going to be gl- giggling Glen East. <laughs> I bet it bloody exists. I, um, well, like Fort William, I mean, have you ever been to the, the, the World Cup, the Downhill Mountain no. Biking World Cup? Oh, I mean, amazing. It is, it is to bike riding 
what uh, Monaco is to Formula One, what Wimbledon is to tennis. It is, um, it's the longest, it's the hardest, it's wow. um, the steepest, it's... It's got the most mental crowd and the fact that it's going to be a world championship for the second time, I believe. It was around about 12 years ago that they had the world championship there. But every yeah. year the World Cup is, is huge. And yeah. I think that's going to be the the men's road race from Edinburgh to Glasgow and the downhill mountain biking in Fort William. They're going to be the two money shot events, Yeah, I think. Well you're going to be showcasing a lot of Scotland there. I know it says Glasgow Worlds, but it's not just in Glasgow, is it? No, <laughs> it's not. In fact, um, it's, it's so where we've got, we've got, we've got the, the cross-country mountain biking that's down in, in the borders and in, in, in our Leithen, Peebles, Glendress kind of way. Um, we've got the, the the downhill mountain biking, which is up north in Fort William. There's a Grand Fondo, which is kind of like a fancy sportive. It's kind of like anyone can enter this. Who's going to be first across the line? Amateur racing, but... Are they going to get a jersey? Aye, they're going to get a jersey. That's unbelievable. That they can wear at sportives. You should enter. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. This is... No, no, no. So, I, what, uh, what, so what athletes enter this? So do they train for, like, sportives? Aye, so it's you're getting... So it's the kind of guys who are the level below... Pro the level right. below, below pro county, and it's mass starts, and you're getting like two thousand people racing. So imagine, <laughs> oh it, my gosh, a Grand Fondo is kind of like the London Marathon of yeah. um, of bike racing, and that the Tour de France you need to be get, at the start, aye, at the front, aye, you, you, you definitely do. But like <laughs> it, to get into the Tour de France, you need to be in a team, and you need to be in one of the top teams that get. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the world tour teams that, that get in there. There's a couple of wild cards that go in, typically French. Um, but you need to be racing week in, week out, week in, week out. But to get in the Grand Fondo, you need to win one or, or, or qualify in your age group. So it's not oh, just wow. who's first across the line, it's who's the first old person <laughs> across the line, who's Amazing. the first not-so-old person across the line. Wow. Right? Um, so you get people, you, you get Grand Fondos all over the world, like the London Marathon, um, and it's to do with age group, and then they all qualify for the World Championship, and you'll get a couple of thousand of them uh, racing around Perthshire. Wow. Which will be great. So Perthshire, Dundee, oh, awesome roads, Love. awesome scenery, right? Uh, and uh, then we've got the, the likes of the Paracycling, which is going to be down, the para road cycling is going to be down in Dumfries and Galloway. Nice. Um, so you get time trials, you get road races and all that kind of stuff down there. Uh, the track's obviously going to be at the Sir Chris Hoy, um, but next door to the track is what I think is probably going to be oh. the biggest party yeah. of the whole <laughs> thing, which is the indoor cycling. You ever been? No, I am. No, I, um, no I, I didn't actually, until recently, I didn't know it existed. Wow. <laughs> I know, and I'm a cyclist. <laughs> I am so excited for this. I need to get along. So what is indoor cycling? So is it the gymnastics on the bike? It's, it, there's, two, there's two aspects. And the football. Uh -huh. The football on the bike, but you can't, you have to like, <laughs> I don't know how to say this, kick the ball with the bike. You do, aye. Yeah. Aye. You, you, you like, use your front wheel and your back wheel back. to... To hit the ball, and you're not allowed to put your foot down. Or your hands, right? Or your hands, nothing. And they're it's weird. Just the bike. They're weird shaped bikes as well. Like that, the saddle comes right out the back, and the handlebars are upside down. And, <laughs> um, 
Ah, you, you, Love you, it. You, you're not allowed to put your foot down, but wow. these are the guys who, right, you're good at track stands from mm-hmm. your days doing the team sprint and all yep. that kind of stuff, right? But these guys can do track stands for ever. Hours. Hours, right? Yeah. And then they just Easy. flick their wheel and boom, they score a goal. Oh my gosh. Um, but in, in the local, Germany... Uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, these things are absolutely huge. And they're not just huge uh, for a... They're not huge from the sports side of things, shall we say. Basically, it's a big piss-up. Okay, right, okay, yeah. Right, there's a bar, there's Amazing. music. It's oomch, oomch, oomch. Um, it's fun. Like, you ever been to a basketball game or a hockey game? Yeah. Right, take that, make it German, boom. Kind of like the six day vibe. Aye, exactly like, like that. Like the track cycling six day uh-huh. vibe. Mm-hmm. Big party, beer, yeah. Uh, and then you've got the gymnastics, which and is the crazy. Aye, it's it's Torval and Dean on a bike. Yeah, like balancing on the bike, doing handstands on the bike, and the bikes riding without your feet on the pedals, and they're doing handstands on the bike whilst the bikes are moving. Yeah. So we're going to have to find who the world champions in these events are. Yeah. And who the yeah. best Brits in these events are and interview them. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Probably sooner rather than later because you If and anyone I, knows, actually, who's listening. Aye. Let us, message us, comment below. Uh-huh. Put us in touch with them. Yeah. In fact, if it's you. Yeah. If you're listening. If you're listening, then, then give us a shout. We want to find out about your sport because nobody in Glasgow knows about your sport. No. And we want to make sure that you've got a full yeah. Emirates arena. Yes. Uh, to watch it because you're right across the road from uh, not just the Chris Roy Velodrome but also Selic Park, right? <laughs> so it's it, 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 within within 500 metres you yeah. will have 60,000 Glaswegians yeah. who might want to come and watch you do your stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited for all. But let's get down to... I've got a wee question for you, Alan. Your fave cycling moment on the bike. On the bike? On the bike. Um, My fave it was the day that I did my accreditation, my fourth class in accreditation at the velodrome, which would have been, I think, 22. Late 2012, early 2013. Amazing. And um, it, there was a young girl there who I think was only about 17 at the time. And we, I'd, done, I'd done my accreditation four days on the trot. Other folk were doing it week, 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 week. And there was this young lassie there. And uh, she was quite good. And the very last thing that we did was um, the Kieran. And uh, we're going round and round at the back of the motorbike. And... Um, I was on the wheel of the motorbike and I couldn't keep the wheel of the motorbike and this wee lassie just popped around me, <laughs> took the wheel of the motorbike and off she went and I was blown out the back and I was just like, <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I was really fit at the time. I was like, yeah. stupidly fit at the time, but I just couldn't keep her wheel. Uh, and I was like, I just went, right, I've just been outdone by a 17-year-old girl. Uh, who is she? Where's she <laughs> yeah. going to be? What's her story? Who was she? Oh. Um, Someone you know really, really well. It would have been Katie. It absolutely 100% was. She wasn't 17. What, back in 2012? Oh, maybe she was, maybe actually. Maybe she was, aye. Oh my gosh, yeah. She was still at school, 17, definitely, aye. <laughs> um, She's always been strong. Like, even when she first came to, like, the... 
um, the Scotland training camps and, and was training with us like she maybe had didn't have much skill on the track to start but she was always so strong mm-hmm. like you could tell yeah she's, yeah she's got an engine that, that was the day I went keep an eye out for her yeah she's bloody <laughs> unreal good. right um oh, and me. and just 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 sitting it's the only time I've went it's the only time I've done a Kieran I've never done a Kieran <laughs> since right but it was Fun. just it was just to- it. the total buzz of the putt putt and, uh, yeah. and, and and all of that is just that's an absolute buzz yeah what's, oh, your, what's your favourite time of the week oh I love I do love the Kieran um, oh, do you know I've never actually thought of what my favourite moment was on the bike um, but right now what's coming to my mind is the final year of my cycling um, journey. I went to LA to race this thing called the World Cycling League, and it was all American teams. It was like Pennsylvania Light Lightning. Um, there was like the Colorado Springs, and it was it was all these different states. And I was on the Pennsylvania Lightning team, and it was like a team, and you had. Basically, all these different events, but your team accumulated points to go towards, like, whoever would win the team event. Um, And I'd never kind of raced the track and been in a team event before. So I was doing things like the Kieran, like what you just said, um, bunch races, like the scratch race, the points race. We'll go over this when we talk about the track more in detail, but all these different events sprints um and you were cheating your teammates on as well men or women it was mixed teams as well you weren't racing against women weren't racing against the men however it was just such a buzz because everyone was supporting everyone on the track and I just remember yeah it was just I was going really well that year the year that I stopped it was like I was absolutely flying on the bike going really well and yeah that's probably my best moment is like is I know it you would think it would be when I won my medal but this was just I love teams and um you know we'll probably get into this as well like cycling can be quite a lonely sport but it can also be really sociable and this was like the most sociable it'd ever been in a racing circumstance for me um so yeah that was that was probably my most favorite moment so that was your favorite moment on yeah. the bike, what's been your favourite moment watching the bike? Oh. So you've been doing commentary now for what four or five years, six years. What's what have yeah. you enjoyed watching the most? Um, oh, I don't know. Right, wait. You go first, and then I'll have a think. I think probably right. It's not maybe it's not hard. what I've enjoyed the most, but yeah. it's possibly the most embarrassing moment <laughs> that I've had doing it. Uh, back in 2014, men's road race, it was chucking it down, absolutely yeah. chucking it down in Glasgow. And it was a final lap, and Geraint Thomas um, had broken away. He had a bit of a gap, it was about a minute of a gap, and he was coming up through Park Circus. Um, and Geraint Thomas, Welsh rider. Tour de France, Tour de France opener, France. et cetera, et cetera, right? Um, and um, 
because it was chucking it down. So I, I, I was on the finish line doing the mic, yeah. microphone in the finish line. And uh, Brian Smith, who you're pally with, was yeah. also doing it. And he was chatting away for about a minute. Mm-hmm. I'd, um, I'd walked from the finish line to this gazebo where the BBC had a wee tiny telly. And I'm stood with the, the microphone, I'm stood with my arms crossed and the microphone was kind of in my right hand, but it was underneath my left oxter, underneath my left um, armpit, pointing uh, to the left. And to the left of me was Jill Douglas, uh, who does the cycling presentations for yeah. the BBC, you know, for, for cycling, for, for the rugby and things like that. Yeah. And Geraint Thomas had um, a puncture up in Park Circus on the cobbles and was making a right mess of it waiting for the car to come round a wee guy at the side of the street was trying to help him but yeah. as that because we, we were all going yes he's going to win he's going to win then he had this <laughs> puncture and as he had this puncture Jill Thomas uh, sorry Jill Douglas who was to the left of me <laughs> um, just went fuck no <laughs> and my microphone was live <laughs> but I didn't realise and she didn't realise and just this F word <laughs> rang all around Glasgow Green and I just get shouted at in my ear by the producer, Alan, your microphone is on, turn it off. Oh my gosh, uh, that's such an easy mistake. It was a make, dead easy though. mistake. And then two minutes later, I was calling Geraint oh uh, across the line for his uh, for his Commonwealth goal, uh, Commonwealth game <laughs> gold medal in the road race in the bucket and rain. Wettest, wettest day. Ever. Um, so that's probably my favourite moment about talking into microphones about bike racing. Um, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can beat that. Um, uh, I don't know. I'll well, tell you what. Have a think about it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'll come up next time, right? Nah. Uh, so we're just coming up for half an hour, and as we said, we wanted to keep this one short and sweet. Yeah. Um, what Charlene and I did last week was I went over to um, Lynn Lithgow and I met up with Cammie Mason. Uh, we're going to play a little bit of that interview just now that we had with Cammie over there. Uh, it was absolutely fascinating finding out um, about Cammie's journey through bike riding, winning the British Champs, racing in the World Championships in Hoogerheide a few weeks ago alongside Wout Van Aert and uh, Van Der Poel and things like that, um, and his thoughts about what's going to happen in Glasgow later on this summer. So we'll, we'll have a, f- a wee tiny touch of that just to end this podcast. Um, but we'll have the full, almost an hour's worth yeah. um, in the next uh, episode, which will come out probably about a week after this, if uh, yeah. if, if we can get that done. And then we've, the, next, uh, the next interview we've got lined up is going to be with Lizzie Brooks and Zoe Langham. Uh, they were racing in the eSports World Championships, mm-hmm. which was the first of the World Championships to take place in Glasgow, but weirdly because it's virtual, because it's Swift, it was around the world as well. That was a phenomenal event. It was up in <laughs> Mary Hill, seeing some of the best bike riders in Britain, in Mary Hill, on a bike was just in weird. The world. And uh, uh, it was great, absolutely wow. great. Um, so we're going to have a chat with them about, uh, um, about esports, what yeah. it is, and where they see that developing and where that's going to take them in their cycling journey. Uh, And then if you've got anyone that you want us to interview, uh, find out more about their discipline, let us know because um, we've got our ideas, but it'd be great to find out what you, the cycling public and the Glaswegian public, want 
to know. Yes. I mean, there's going to be the obvious people that Glaswegians are going to want us yeah. to interview. Oh, let's find out about Sir Chris Hoy. Let's <laughs> find out, uh, you know, um, Dan, yeah. Chris Hoy, right? Danny McCaskill got him yeah. down. Um, so let's let's find out yeah. who else we can get. Uh, Cameron Mason sat here with his uh, reigning British cyclocross champion and um, he's been doing really rather well in the World Championships in cyclocross uh, as well as well as uh, in the mountain biking. Hello Cameron, how are you? Good, yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Scottish um, is, is, is riding in the, the kind of non-track disciplines. So we'll have Charlie Aldridge up there in the mountain bike Um we will have, this is when I forget names and I'll feel really bad about forgetting them. But, no, I've got um, a one myself. We'll have Anna Shackley up there in the road of race, course. 100%. Um, and Sean Flynn up there in the men's mm-hmm. road race. I've been spending a bit of time with him this winter. And, you know, we're we're really good friends from, you know, we've grown up racing together for the last 10, 15 years. And uh, he's now a world tour. And to see him, like one of my mates, be world tour and just do exactly what everyone knew he could do and his potential. And we've already been chatting about Glasgow and about how, you know, getting on the squad is one thing. Um, like that's massive as an elite road rider with all the other World Tour guys like Cavendish, Swifts, you know, Pidcocks, Turners. You know, there's just, there's 20 guys who, haters, all these hitters that could be there. But I, I think there's a lot of value in a rider like Sean at his home world championships on a on a course that could really suit him as well maybe not to go for the win but to be to be really useful in the flats in the crosswinds or in the kickers that are coming up to the circuit so um now Sean and Anna are really to look out for in the road race as well so it's exciting what about, what about Oscar only have you raced against him is he a few um, years younger than we you? would have raced against each other at Ingolston in 2013 2014 so yeah it's all the same people you know like it's funny the crop of cyclists that go through different disciplines and what, and then when it all comes out in the wash, we're all just, yeah, really good bike riders, obviously, and we all really love it. So it's we've all kind of found our own pathways to the top. But um, yeah, I don't know about Oscar this year on the core on a world championships course. You know, it's going to be like two sixty k's. It's going to be yeah maybe three four thousand meters of climbing but when you actually get to that circuit it's, it's a puncher's circuit it's not really the kind of mountain climber that he is so um there's probably other years for him but yeah uh he is u23 though so um u23 squad is is different they're starting in and starting in loch lomond yes, so, yeah i don't know what their route to get to the finishing circuits would look like but if there are some decent climbs on there then maybe oscar is one for that it's basically coming up the back of the crow road yeah yeah and in the grand scheme of things crow road might not be enough for for someone to to really split the race apart so so you where we are just now at linlithgow um your home roads are uh the 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 bergs so to speak here of 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 west lothian and it's exactly like a flandrian climb or something like that yeah um where where do you love riding the most um yeah, so we have the Bathgate Alps, which are the kind of real home roads. So, you know, nothing over five, six minutes climbing. But if you go out and you do 100 kilometers all within 10 kilometers from my house, you can do 2,000 meters of climbing. It's really just, there's no flat. You're always going up and down. And that I absolutely love that. Like, it's it's so good. But the great thing about being in central Scotland is you're so close to everything else. You know, like, I'm 10 kilometers from the skin flats and the kelpies and I can go out and I can feel like I'm riding in Belgium. I'm also an hour's riding away from the crow and the tack. That's the biggest climbs around. So it's, that's what I love about being on here. And as I've, 
I've been riding more over the last few years as I've been training more and becoming more professional three four hours in four or five hours you know I can get pretty far when I'm riding at, at 30 kilometers an hour so it's I can yeah I can start to really explore my own country as well and there are just endless route opportunities you know go down to down to the borders or I can go up north into into the camp seas into Fife and everything so it's just it's a great place to be a bike rider right yes. so is that is that a wrap I think that's a wrap there's one thing missing yeah we need a we need a jingle we need a jingle <laughs> we totally do and you said that you were going to come up with one okay right you could just give me one more week one week yeah right okay what inspiration do you need for this jingle we need a bike we need a bike. Has it got to be Scottish? Not the bike, but just the jingle? No. Do we need a bagpipe? No. No, definitely no, not. Definitely not. No. no. Um, yeah, any ideas on the jingle? <laughs> Let us know, but... Do we know any famous musicians who ride bikes? Doogie. Doogie Vipond. Doogie Vipond? Oh. There's someone that we've got to interview then. Right, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll turn tables on Doogie. Right. Because he's always interviewing other people. Right, come on, that's enough. We could chat forever, Alan. We're going to have... Right. We'll have a jingle by the next time. Do-do, do-do, do-do-do. Bam.